Greetings from Bethesda Workshops. I'm Marnie Faree. I'm founder and director of Bethesda Workshops, a place for healing. Our mission is to provide hope and healing for those damaged by pornography and all kinds of other forms of sexual addiction. You might immediately think about the person who is himself or herself struggling with this issue. And as someone in personal recovery as a love sex relationship addict, I can tell you that this challenge, this issue does indeed create lots of personal pain for the addict, at least eventually. But after 25 years of working professionally in this field, I can also tell you that it's the partners of addicts, I am certain, who experience the most pain. The wives, ex-wives, girlfriends of men who are struggling with sexual addiction. It's also the husbands, ex-husbands, the men who are in relationship with someone like me, with a female who struggles with sex addiction. This is not a gender-specific issue. It affects both men and women. A partner is simply the term for someone in significant relationship with a person who struggles with sex, love, relationship addiction. And this segment is for you. Now, if you're a personal struggler, please, I hope you won't click out of this material because you need to understand the kind of pain that your partner is experiencing because of your betrayal. So stick around, listen to the rest of this. Perhaps you can gain some empathy for your partner's pain, or at least you can begin to understand it. And that's a, a good starting point. So partners, for you, this segment is primarily as a goal, it is to honor your pain. I'm recording this in the middle of the corona pandemic that is just devastating our country and across the globe. This is, is something that, that many of us uh, have never seen, certainly not on this kind of a scale. Right now, as I'm speaking, uh, I read just before I came online that the United States now has the most known cases of coronavirus anywhere across the globe. We've exceeded China and Italy. This is affecting all of us. I used to describe the pain that a partner's experience as being like that person's personal 9-11. Many of you um, were alive and will remember the devastation on September the 11th in 2001. I remember vividly watching that process unfold on TV when terrorists attacked their, our very land in the United States, when the twin towers of the World Trade Centers were brought down, the Pentagon was attacked, a passenger plane was crashed in a field in Pennsylvania. It was an earth-shattering moment. The world changed forever, certainly for Americans on that day. And that comparison to the pain that partners felt seemed fitting until... COVID-19. And now I think this issue is even more, a more apt description. Why? Because for most partners of sex addicts, there is not that one 9-11 day. There's not that one earth-shattering moment. Of course, there's some extraordinarily painful moments, and particularly discovery or, or the very beginning of disclosure is one of those. But generally speaking, this is that it expanding virus that infects your world. 
it's the the growing sense the unfolding sense that things are not adding up things are not the way you've been led to believe that they are the confusion the distrust the doubt the disbelief then maybe going back to hope surely i'm not right about this surely things I'm not seeing what what i think i'm seeing uh, then the growing evidence that no this this is real there is this difficult problem followed typically by increased insistence on the part of the addict no 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 you're you're overblowing things you don't understand maybe this is affecting other people but it's not really affecting us this is not that big of a deal um, you know, it's kind of like the flu. You're, you're, we're going to get over this. We'll get over this hump in our relationship. It's all going to be fine. The betrayal of sex addiction, I, I think, is more like this slow kill than like the explosion of 9-11. There's information and misinformation and then more being revealed uh, until finally um, you have to face the fact that there has been this slow constriction of life as you know it that the world is not how you thought it was your home your relationship situation is not what you had hoped and what you had believed sound familiar i expect that it does and worse there's not much specifically that you can do to combat this virus of sex addiction of infidelity you can't make it stop you can't cure it. You can't control its outcome. It is out of control. And you don't know how to protect yourself or your children. You're on a roller coaster that is diving scary fast down into the unknown. And you're not sure that you can navigate this huge curve that's ahead. Please be affirmed that being affected by someone else's sexual addiction is incredibly painful. It's disorienting. It's devastating. You may have all kinds of reactions. Maybe part of you wants to run and hide. You just want to pull the covers over your head. Uh, you want to hoard stuff. Uh, you want to go buy out the store and you just want to hunker down until hopefully this thing is going to be over. Maybe you want to fight back. You want to gather your weapons and you want to gather your kids and you want to go to battle for your home and your family any way that you can. Maybe you want to do both. Maybe you want to do both at the same time, uh, in the same day, maybe even in the same hour. Or maybe you're paralyzed and you can't do anything. Whatever your reaction, it is normal. These are predictable yo-yo of feelings, responses, reactions to betrayal. You're up, you're down, you're, you're in between. You're angry and you're sad and a part of you wants to pull away from this pain. And then you're hurt and you're lonely and another part of you wants to to reach out and try to reconnect including with the person who's hurt you so badly the partners of sex addicts experience some very very painful losses these are fairly common let me share some of those with you maybe you've lost a sense of identity a sense of specialness you thought reasonably so um, predictably in a healthy way you thought that what you had with your person was special that the relationship that you had that there were things that were sacred between you if you're married that these vows that you took meant something and you've discovered that this isn't the case you're like what has happened i really thought 
that, that you, my person would never betray me like that. And yet that's been your reality. You've experienced a loss of a sense of disorder and justice in the world. I think that's a, an apt um, description, um, an apt comparison to 9-11. All of a sudden, just the order, the way things should be has changed. And you may be experiencing that loss too. You've lost control over your mind and over your body. That mind especially, you can't turn off all those thoughts that are that are going crazy in your head. Um, if you're able to get to sleep, you wake up and here it all comes back. You're trying to rewrite history. You're trying to make sense of your relationship together. What was going on in that period? Did my person really mean it when he or she said that or did that? Was any of this real? You're just going over and over and over situations and conversations in your history. Your body may be affected. Anything that gets exacerbated by stress is probably going haywire right now, whether it's migraines, it's fibromyalgia, it's other kind of autoimmune situations. Um, maybe it's headaches. Maybe your body just aches all the time. You kind of do feel like you have a virus. Whatever it is, um, life is, is not right right now, and that's a loss. Maybe you've lost some sense of self-respect. Maybe not only has your person betrayed you, but you're beginning to realize, you know, I really betrayed me too. I let myself get talked into things or I became a, a participant in, in things, sexual things that were outside my value system or that weren't comfortable for me, just as an effort to try to, to, try to cope, to, to try to, to maybe if I joined in these activities with my person, then maybe they wouldn't seek them out elsewhere. And so you're like, I, I don't respect myself anymore because of those kinds of things. Maybe the ways that you are trying to cope, you're trying to self-medicate is another term, uh, you know, aren't on the long term all that healthy or helpful for you. Maybe you find yourself drinking too much. Maybe you're spending too much money. Maybe you're, you're raging and and those are normal and predictable responses, but you look at that and you go, you know what? This is not who I am. This is not how I want to live my life. And so your self-respect is getting eroded some. Maybe you're experiencing some loss of your faith. Where is God in this situation? Why, why didn't God prevent this? Um, your person has said perhaps that he or she was a Christian. How could that be when there's been such a betrayal here? Um, and, and you don't know how to make sense of that within a faith perspective. Maybe you've even lost a sense of purpose, maybe even your desire to live. I don't know how I can go on like this. These are predictable, very, very painful losses around betrayal. And they also are accompanied by some very predictable, normal, reasonable, understandable reactions that also are often very painful. Maybe you are so angry. It's okay. You have lots and lots to be angry about. Maybe you're having mood swings. You're crying and on one hand or, or in one hour, and then maybe the next hour you're pleading with your person, please stop this. Please don't leave. Please tell me you love me. Um, maybe you're 
you're crying at one minute and, and then you just kind of find yourself just laughing, maybe even hysterically at, at, at crazy things. And you're like, what, what is happening for me? You're grieving. These are normal, predictable responses. Maybe you feel like you're going crazy. Let me assure you, you are not crazy. Sexual addiction is crazy. Let me say that again. You are not crazy. This challenge of sexual addiction, that's what's crazy. Let me also tell you that there's some good news. Healing can happen. It can happen for partners. You can take some healthy steps that will make you feel better, that will protect yourself, protect your children, regardless of the choices that your addict makes or doesn't make. It's not easy. It's not a quick process. It's not easy fixes. And healing does happen for partners. For now, let me encourage you, be gentle with yourself. Um, allow yourself to feel what you feel, to take care of yourself physically, to eat right, to exercise, to try to get some good sleep. I know that one is particularly hard often. To get support, to get the right kind of help. Accept that you're all over the place and that's normal. And that sometimes it's hard to function. Sometimes you're exhausted and you're discouraged a lot of the time. Allow yourself the space and the time to postpone major decisions, to not either get a divorce or renew your wedding vows. Those are both two sides of the ditch on the sides of the road that, that are not helpful. Remember to breathe. Breathing is always good. Other material from Bethesda Workshops will unpack specifically what a healing path looks like for partners. Our Bethesda Workshops website has some great information, encouragement, some specific help for partners. Check out all that material for partners at Bethesda Workshops, floor with an S, dot org. For now, know that your pain matters. It matters to Bethesda Workshops. Uh, let it matter to you. Honor that pain. And Take advantage of some of the other resources that we're providing through Bethesda Workshops that we hope will be helpful. I look forward to sharing with you soon in other segments. Take best care and bye for now.